AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fighting Cock Podcast, down by Spooky. All right. Yeah, I'm good. Um, I, since Pochettino's been sacked and Mourinho's taken over, I haven't had a chance to speak to you. No, no, I'm still processing. Are you? Yeah, well, sort of. It's, it, I, I still get those moments where for just half a second, you see Mourinho, you just see a glimpse of him on TV or on the bench with, either in the Spurs game and... You, you, I just momentarily forget. Oh God, he's um, he's he's actually our gaffer. Yeah, he's, he's actually the Tottenham manager. He's not the opponent's manager. We've got it, a question from Daniel Platt. He says, uh, "Would uh, would love it for you guys to have a chat about how to maintain the good memories and be thankful for Pochettino, while at the same time being excited about Mourinho." Too many of our fans are picking sides, in my opinion. Well, that's <coughs> excuse me. That's just the way the world at the minute. Isn't it? Like. People have just got to be angry at everything, or they've got to be against someone, even if it's against their own supporters. It's like there's only ever two perspectives on anything. 
and I guess that's where I struggled, like because there's a, been a lot that's been made out of, a, you know, are we betraying what Pochettino done? Well, no, because at the end of the day, we've, we've got to move on, we've got to move forward. Tottenham's always going to be here. We're always going to be the one constant thing, because we are the club in essence, um, and everyone else is a custodian. But Pochettino wasn't just another unsuccessful manager, although people will refer to him as, as that he's someone who embodied being Tottenham. He understood what it was, what it meant to be Spurs, and he gave us back that pride. And he just fell short, you know. Yeah. And, and Mourinho, okay, we've not done this before. You know, a, a manager of that calibre and that pedigree, and maybe it's possible because of, you know, if he was still on point, he'd still be a Man United, you could argue. But things don't work out at certain clubs. And maybe... In his twilight years, if you want to call him that, maybe he Tottenham is a slightly better project for him. You know, I think he where we are now. Yeah, where yeah, we are be, now. exactly. Because you think about the money that you spend and all the all the, all the you, same thing could be said about Pep. But you could also argue, well, these guys are were at clubs that were used to winning and had money to spend. But the what they were good at was man management of, of, of football egos, and, and and maybe that's what Spurs need at the minute as well because it does seem like Levy wants something out this season. Is that's how pressured football is at the minute? It's like one season if you're mediocre, it's almost like well that's going to set you back years. It won't. It's just the way everybody consumes and digests football. They think it's the end of the world if yeah, we finish tenth the- and. You know, the only, the only important season is the one that you're going through, right? Mm. So it's it's very hard to be transitional and and think pragmatically about the future if you if that means blowing the season that you you have apart just mm. for the next season. And I think if you look back previously at, uh, at Spurs' situations where we have sacked someone or we have got a manager in place who isn't good enough, so we sacked AVB, brought in Sherwood, which was an interim position that lasted six months or whatever it was. Mm. Just so we could get uh, Pochettino in, right? Yeah, exactly. But that—that's—that's that's true transition. What we're experiencing right now isn't transition; it's an upward upward trajectory. So it's almost like Pochettino has taken us so far, <clears throat> we've somehow managed to get uh, a manager of Mourinho's caliber to take over a, a, a midway part of the season. And um, you know that isn't necessarily transition. The thing that Mourinho gets the benefit of benefit from now is that he he we we don't have to qualify for the Champions League this season we've got questions about this in a bit but we don't have to qualify for the Champions League this season in order for Mourinho's position to be questioned as yeah. Tottenham boss yeah he just needs to we need to see from fans and the board need to see that he's having an impact on the pitch and yeah you know it's only been two games but so far we've seen that right well no ex- well it, exactly and and if there's, if there's anyone that can inspire the players that i mean they must be getting a buzz out of him being their manager even though a lot of them seem to be hurt with how it ended with Pochettino but um they're prof- they're professionals and and they they must be thinking christ you know we don't have to google this this coach like we know who he is mm. and he, <laughs> If Mourinho can't inspire you, then what what the fuck are you doing playing football? Um, as much yeah. as we fans love to hate him, um, and we and we have hated him, um, disparaging about his I guess his recent 
uh, form as a ma- as a manager, and and you know people have doubted whether he's thinking isn't forward thinking enough for the modern game, and and you know maybe with the way he's appointed these coaches, I know you guys discussed it on on a previous pod that maybe he's actually realised that. Um, so yeah, I mean. <laughs> Well, he needs he needs he needs outside influence and outside help. Well, that he doesn't d- know all the answers. Well, possibly, maybe that if he focuses more on on that kind of psychology and, and and getting players to play and and doing things that that perhaps Poch was capable of maybe two or three years ago, but the, the players have just I, I guess they, they they're stale because Poch hasn't changed his ways and I guess it's easier to admit that now because for Levy to have put in the work to get Mourinho again something that's been discussed by everyone he must have started that a while back so he must have known something wasn't quite right at Tottenham um like whether it's Pochettino's head heart whatever a combination of things sometimes you just got to let the person you love go and that's what we've done yeah. with Pochettino. Ideally, what I was hoping for, and a lot of Spurs supporters were hoping for, there's nothing wrong in, in, in being romantic about this type of stuff. We wanted him to, to stay because he created this buzz around Spurs and, and reinvented us um, and made us a proper football club. And you kind of hope that, OK, this is the first time he's had uh, this much of a problem with a team that he's, he's, he's built. I, it's not really comparable to Southampton or anyone else. Could he now fix it? Do we give him? Can, he, can we give him a year or so to to fix a problem that he's responsible for? But obviously, it's cutthroat, man. It's it, no one's got well, yeah. time for for, for well, this. And the, and the board decided that he, that he wasn't the right man. He yeah, wasn't able to do it it's, for, it's it's difficult to process because you, on the one hand, you want to criticise Levy. You know, did why did we not spend those transfers? two transfer windows could we have got the extra bit of gas in the tank to get us through the the you know the problems that we have we were having domestically during the season we got well last season when we got to the champions league final which kind of masked everything else that was going on but that now really does feel like the, the that that last push of everything and i think mm. if Poch had left after the champions league final you know, easy hindsight is, you know, it's easy to say all this, but it's just hard to, <laughs> it's hard to look at Poch the way he left. And then like you had eight hours to, to, to think about it. And then Mourinho rocks up and with the greatest charm initiative I've ever seen. Yeah. Like he's saying, even the ball boy thing, it's like, okay, mate, calm down. It's getting a bit cringe now. Is it I, though? Because well, I, I'm, I'm loving every minute of it. <laughs> <laughs> You're loving it because it's going right. The, the true test is when we do have a couple of bad results or, you know, hopefully we, we won't. You know, I'm quite happy to accept Mourinho and, and forget about everything else because he's at our club now and you've got, you've got to back the manager. I'm going I'm to stop you, you stop there. Speak. I'm going to stop you there just for a second because I want to talk about what your hopes are for this season under Mourinho because we've still got a lot of season to play. Free competitions yeah, to, to fight for. Anyway, uh, before we, we go on to that, it's just a, a quick announcement. The, the Fighting Cock Social is back on. You can get your tickets for Mourinho's return to Old Trafford next week on the 4th of December and the following week, following week for our final Champions League game 
against Bayern Munich on the 11th of December, which will also be our Christmas piss-up. So if you are planning to come to either, but especially the Bayern Munich game, then book the uh, the day off after. Um, yes, yeah, Fight Got Social back for the really important game against Man United away. Probably the first proper test, should we get past Bournemouth uh, this weekend, um, you know, the, the Man United away will be a massive test. And what better way to watch it than with fellow Spurs fans in a room full of fellow Spurs fans? You've been there, Spook. You know what it's yeah, like on these, man, these it's, socials. It's great. It is it. That moment when we score. It's like, forget about winning. The moment where we get that goal <laughs> and we score, how crazy it goes in there. And and it, you can only generate that kind of atmosphere when you're around people that feel the same way as you do about your football club. So if you're interested in coming along to a social or just want somewhere to watch the game that doesn't involve you know, your environment being polluted by Arsenal or Chelsea fans or West Ham fans, then come along to the Fighting Cock Social. It's in the EV bar in Waterloo. And you can get your tickets from thefightingcock.co.uk forward slash social. Tickets are £5.00. And they're limited. So if you want to come along, you better get on, get on it. it. Get on it yeah. right now or don't. And don't come. <laughs> uh, it's always a, a pucker night. Even the football don't go your way. We, we Everyone has such a laugh and it's such a big piss up, basically. Is it? it's, it's, the, it's the best place to be if you're not going to the game. Genuinely. If you, if, you if you haven't got an away ticket, you should turn up. Yeah, if you can't get to the game, then go. Then just come and watch it with us and, and be together with other Spurs fans. And, you know, you make, make mates and form relationships and bonds with people that you never thought you would. And even if you're on your own, you've got nowhere to watch it, especially if you're on your own and you've got nowhere to watch it, come watch it with us. Uh, yeah, fightingcock.co.uk forward slash social. Uh, yeah, so where, where, Spook, where, where are we heading this season? Because Mourinho took over at a point where we expect nothing really. But if mm. you're Daniel Levy, you expect him to be challenging for that top four, if not getting into it. What, what do you think will happen for the, the remainder of the season? Uh, I know Mourinho is blatantly under. Um, he, he's underplaying what we can do this season because he, he can't come in and go right. We're we're, we're going to qualify for the Champions League because he doesn't know the extent of the problems that exist at Tottenham just in terms of getting us to play a certain way again. Because he's, he's in that position where he's got us. He got he's got to get us playing t- together as a team and get the get players playing in their best positions, which we've done in the first two games and then slowly start to instill his own philosophy or whatever blueprint template in terms of training, in terms of maybe tightening the defense, working out, you know, who his midfield is going to be. So it's, it's almost experimental. And, and, and I think as a fan base, we need, we still need to be patient. There's going to be games where things aren't going to work out and that's, that's fine because things haven't been working out since January do you know what I mean so however him coming in the personality that he is I, I don't see why the, why like in, in house they're not saying we can still make top four because I know there's a bit of a gap with, with, with those four clubs but everything between us and, and them isn't exactly scary you know on our day we can still get get, get results against most of the league it's just putting that run together and I, I think we need to just appreciate how bad we've been just like what, 24 points in 25 before Mourinho 
uh, that's relegation form. Arguably, well, just on, just on that speak, what, what what do you do you make of some of the players perceived indirects of uh, of Pochettino? You know, you had Lucas Moura saying, "I was never a number nine. Um, out of Verald saying really good things about Mourinho. That mm. it's almost like he's he's too in close with Mourinho at this stage for it not to be some sort of direct insult towards Pochettino, even though he's not, he's been very kind of Machiavellian about it. Mm. There, there's something about Alderweireld's way of he's, that he's addressing the fans and the way he's. Jay looks pumped up as well. Yeah, he I does. Mean. Yeah, and and and, and I, I guess what I'm asking is 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 it all right for players to be relieved of the fact that Pochettino isn't there and they can play under uh, Mourinho? Or what do you yeah, make of that um, situation? Yeah, again, again, like if you look at it from the perspective of, of, of football cycles, I know we, we, we bang on about this a lot and teams have a particular peak period where they dip after that and, and some have better periods than other, uh, the, the other football clubs. But Spurs, we've had like five and a half years and it, it's it's not comparable to other clubs that are challenging for the title and winning the title, obviously, because we've not done that. But he came in the first season, he got rid of the Deadwood. Second season, we kind of found ourselves fighting for the title we've left us, sort of, without ever leading, you know, applying the pressure, as everyone loves yeah. to say. But it, it's almost like we 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 hit a particular uh, benchmark. We set a benchmark really early on and we pushed on from there. And and whether that was just luck or just, you know, the right players at the club and, and, and whatever else, it it's still a falsehood in some ways. Um, and most clubs in that five-year period, they have their success or they do what they need to do and, they, and the team breaks up. And I think we've probably got to the point where we should have, the team should have broken up. We should have replaced players quicker and easier. And maybe Pochettino's reluctance in, in, in maybe bringing in other players or leaving, not signing players. I don't know. Again, we're not privy to how the transfer side of things works out. Like, can you imagine all these rumours about the players being uh, fed up about the same things and, and nothing changing? That's got to impact you as, as a professional. If other players are then, you know, you, you know the whole discipline thing where everyone's fighting and, and listening to the manager. If if he erodes in certain places, then it, it's not functional. You just look at Arsenal, you know, down the road. It's the same thing. If they lose a bit of respect or they, they lose that discipline, then they're going to get pissed off. And, and I guess people like Toby and, and one or two others, they obviously fell out with him or something happened where the relationship degraded. And, and, and Levy must have known that. You know, you can look at body language of certain players and look at the change. Just You, you get the new manager bounce, but you look at the change and you think, well, the players weren't playing for Poch, but was Poch playing for the players? I, you, yeah. So it's completely... I've given you a spooky answer there. I could have just said, yeah, like... like <laughs> to, to, no one wants that, though. Yeah, I, again, this is... You know, pe- people might say, well, look, I was spooky. Again, he sits on the fence. He doesn't go one way or the other. But the, th- the thing is, the fence is quite comfortable. It's not like a fence where it's halfway up your ass. It's like a sofa. Yeah, and uh, this is a really bad analogy. <laughs> no, but no might, the, that's the, why so many people do fit, sit on the fence because it is comfortable being there. It, but but at the same time, it, it it gives you perspective to to 
compare the positives and the negatives and actually be, be objective about things. Like we are not privy to everything. And people are like, oh, well, why didn't he do this? Or why is it? You don't know why. He's the fucking manager or was the manager of Tottenham. He's in a better position, infinitely better position than you to understand what's going on inside the club. Um, and so is the chairman. And the chairman's made a pretty ballsy appointment. I mean, fucking hell, criticise him all you want. And, and I would about the transfer aspects of, of, of the club. But he's obviously, he knows Tottenham's a brand. He's picked the you, right man to lead Spoof, the brand. Spooky, do you think that this, that appointing Mourinho was an ambitious move? That, uh, that you know, there are a lot of people out there that want Enoch out and want Levy out because he's not ambitious enough. But is there a more ambitious, I'm not saying this from an, a position of any, I have my own agenda here, but I'm not mm. saying this because I want you to answer it according to my agenda. Yeah, yeah, of course. Is this is the appointment of Mourinho a bigger statement of ambition than you know spending eighty million pounds on a striker because he's he's costing five, fifteen million pound a year. He he is on on so many levels. I mean, the fact that he we sacked Poch like mid-season we replacing with someone within eight hours it's like it's the most unspursy thing to, to have done as as hard as it was letting go of Poch he's, he's gone out and got the best available option someone with pedigree but also experience working in uh, the Premier League so he knows the game in England it's not like we've gone out and got a, a foreign manager who's not you know, Allegri or someone like that that's not worked in England before. It's You couldn't ask for a better appointment, even though I wouldn't have wanted to admit that. In fact, I was saying long before Pochettino was sacked, do we really want the not-so-special one anymore? And the kind of egg on face now, we've got him. And I'm, I'm, I'm like everybody, as fickle as we are, you kind of try and adapt um, and kind of work out whether he's the right man, and I, th- I think he he is the he was the only option, and it is ballsy, and it is ambitious, because you said it like you got the the most famous name in football is our manager, so the type of attention we have on the football club is completely different to what we had before, and whether that's a good thing or a bad thing depends on on results and depends on Mourinho going back to you know classic Mourinho and siege mentality Mourinho and sort of falling out with players Mourinho. There's all these different uh, aspects to his personality that, that uh, uh, I'm fearful of. But the minute everything looks good, it's too early. This entire season is too early. Uh, but it's the right appointment and you can't you can't argue against it. Uh, because any other appointment would have been as risky as maybe keeping Pochettino on until the end of the season yeah. and seeing how it plays out. But I guess something I have to admit now is that we we could not afford to do that. You know, as loyal as I wanted to be to Pochettino, the part of me always knew that he had given up or something had broken, and the best thing for everyone was to to walk away. Maybe he would he didn't want to walk away. That's how much he he loved being at Tottenham. We don't, we don't know this. We're, maybe someday we'll find out. Um, but it's the right it's the right decision. You can't really have a go at Levy. Like who else? People saying Poch has got to go. But, They've got their dream fucking manager now. Yeah, there is but, no one else because Pep, no. Pep Guardiola won't going to come. No, so the exactly. next best thing is 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 Mourinho. Yeah, and and it, it's just a case of finding out what what have we got here? Have we got a, a reinvented Mourinho? 
Do you know, yeah. his time out, has he actually rethought things? Are Spurs the type of club as well where he can't come in and behave? I'm not saying we're bigger than Real Madrid and, and one or two others, but I always find us to be a little bit left field of everyone else that we wouldn't really put up with certain types of appointments and, and certain types of behaviour from players and managers. And in I, a, in, I wonder, I wonder in whether... In a dream world, Spook, in a dream world that we have somehow benefited from his failings of the past and that uh, when he when he was coming to Tottenham under Daniel Levy, he said mm. that all of that shit before needs to it needs to end. I'm sure it was much more nuanced than this. Yeah, yeah. Ultimately of if you're coming to Tottenham, we, we know that you got you went to Mourinho um went to Man United and it didn't work out. You won Europa League and you won a League Cup, but we have our sights aimed on trophies much higher than that. But if you're coming to Spurs you need to you need to be a different person. And if the conversation, if the rumours are correct and the conversations were happening 10 months ago, that the idea that Mourinho has taken on a PR team to reinvent his character, which can be done very easily mm. through press conferences, you know, mm. it doesn't take, it's only taken him a week for people to think like, a week at Tottenham for, for people to think that there is some sort of mask that he's put on. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, and I don't deny the fact that there is a mask there. He's he's mm. definitely denying what he was previously, but if he remains, and if if you know he decides to keep this character up, it's only a beneficial thing, and that will fit into what Daniel Levy wants. Yeah, I, I, at the minute, you know where you, where you kind of watch his mannerisms, especially on on the touchline, the way he smiles when we score and. To, to me, at the minute, I'm quite guarded with that. It's almost like I'm waiting for a moment where I look at him react to something, and I think that is a hundred percent Tottenham. He, he he gets it. He's at the minute. It looks like it's. I don't know how to explain. It. Like he's he's playing the part of a Tottenham manager rather than him being a Spurs manager. Maybe that's just me still being a little bit in flux with well, accepting just, that he's a Tottenham manager is it's I would I would have thought like I, I think like losing the game will be the biggest test but when we were 2-0 down at Olympiacos he, he wasn't sulking on the touchline no 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 he was, he was just not. saying he was looking around at his players so just calm down calm yeah. down I have the solution I can fix this and he did it by bringing Dyer on and bringing Ericsson off and changing our system yeah and it resulted in us scoring four goals yeah a that dire from... off Ericsson on. What did I say? Uh, dire on Ericsson off. Right, yeah, the other way. So, if um... sorry, that was a bit school school teacher. No, no, you're right, you're right <laughs> because people listen to it and hear it, and and whenever we say something like that, it's because you, all of these names get caught up, and as you're yeah, speaking, it naturally your brain sort of processes things in a different way. But um, if if the players are out there and they're looking across at uh, Mourinho and he isn't sulking in his chair because players not doing the right thing. He's actually saying, don't worry, calm down. I've got the solution to this mm. problem. And the solution is that, unfortunately for Eric Dyer, he needs to be taken off and yeah. Ericsson needs to go on. And that yeah. results in us scoring four goals without yeah. return. You know, it's, it's only he's a, a positive. He's in a strong position, though. He's able to do that, and we can't question him. You of know, course. people saying, oh... He's made a substitution immediately. Poch never used to do that. Okay, that, that's fine. Because Pochettino trusted his system and his players. Uh, and and 
made changes, I guess, in, in latter stages. Mourinho can do what he wants at this point because he knows that he's, he's got to work out who his best 11 is. And, and, and I'm sure he knows already, but he's just got to work out uh, the mentality of the players and, 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 and what they can do for him. And making decisions like that when they come off, so obviously he looks like a master tactician again. So, so I'm I'm prepared for all that kind of stuff. I'm prepared to see how we deal with the FA Cup games. You know, um, what we do when he wants to rotate a little bit. Um, it's it's you can't say it's, it's going to be a boring season. And maybe this is what we needed as a fan base as well. As hard as it is to say that, we needed to be rejuvenated a little bit in terms of. Uh, hope and and a bit of pro, 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 uh, progression so okay so Arsenal sacked Emery and uh, their fan base are clamoring after Pochettino do you think this is the biggest example of the difference between our fan base and theirs well it's complete hypocrisy I mean they, they, they've been digging us out for years because we don't win anything under Poch and the trophy dodger and all this kind of shit. And now suddenly he, he's the he's the man that can save them. But would so, we ever do that? Would we ever? No, would we ever... Jesus, have some self-respect. Even, even if you want that, don't go on camera and say that you want it. Like, when have we ever, whenever we, when have we ever said we want an Arsenal Player well, or... well, look at when when we got George Graham, but which at the time would we, we felt like, you know, I'd say we felt like it was widely accepted as a good move, mm. albeit highly controversial. And the Spurs fans reacted by never singing his name. Yeah, no, and and, and it... listen, this is the best way I can I can talk about George Graham's uh, time at Tottenham. He won us the League Cup, right? What does that League Cup mean to, to Spurs fans right now? Nothing. Well, exactly. And and, and and this is one of the arguments about Poch sacrificing domestic cups. And, you know, if Mourinho, if all he ever wins with us is a League Cup. He's, it, anyway, I don't want to go off on the tangent because I've, I'll end up in pro-Poch territory <laughs> again. But my point is, yeah, you don't... How much do you want to sell out sell your soul for and, and Arsenal supporters are, are prepared to sell everything because they have nothing else yeah they no, sold their soul they sold their soul by supporting the club yeah 100 percent um and that's probably probably why they they, they 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 have no depth to their their characters and they're, they're so flaky in in the, the way they react they wanted Arsene Wenger out they got him out they got a new manager in and they've got him the sack I mean, okay, he's he's got himself the sack, but they're a club that are petulant in the way they approach uh, their their support. They're stamping their feet. They're like children. And the the thing is, we kind of saw a little bit of that creaking with, with Spurs, you know. But again, I, I can put my hands up and say, well, maybe our ambition is on another level, and and that momentum we can't lose. We can't. We don't want to lose that momentum because we don't want to be re- rebuilding over years and years and years. And I kind of get that now, but yeah, yeah, they're they're they're, they're a joke side. And I mean, I would be. This is, okay. If he went, if Pochettino went, well, one of the questions Arsenal, here. So one of the questions here is: is there any world where Pochettino joins Arsenal? 
in another mo- multiverse, maybe in another universe. So not not this one that we live it, in. No, if he'd done it, man, I, I think it would be enough for me to never be loyal to anything other than the the club badge. That any manager or, or player, anyone associated, I will support them when, when they're wearing the shirt. But I would not bang on about. You know, if he wants to leave, he he leaves. See you later. I, I just would not give my heart and soul to, to anyone. And I know as a grown man saying that I did that with Pochettino, I did that to everything that Poch and the players gave us over the last five years because the bond and the brotherhood that they had, we felt. And and this is why it was. people say, what did he ever give Tottenham Pochettino? He gave us exactly what you've got now. And that is a standard that you don't want to fall below. Um do you know what I'm saying? So, do you, yeah. Do you, do you think that though that there's anything in the fact that they ask Mourinho the same thing because he said something similar about joining Chelsea as Pochettino said about joining Arsenal. He said, "I could something I could never do." Whereas yeah. Mourinho has now joined Tottenham, and it's... I think I think Poch, I think Pochettino's integrity. I think he he the, the relationship that he's had with us. Is too strong for him to dismiss yeah, it not, over. It's what? not like Mourinho joining Tottenham from Chelsea directly, is it? No, no, no. And 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 Mourinho is a type of character that would find a way to to kind of navigate around that, which he's kind of done indirectly because he hasn't come straight from Chelsea, like you said. But with Poch, for him to do that, he's literally destroying everything that he's built with the fan base and with the it's club. It's not only that. It's not destroying what he's built with the fan base and the club, but destroying his reputation completely yeah, because yeah. He, he, he formed his, his reputation on the, partly on the, on, on the point that he would never manage Barcelona because he exactly. managed Espanyol. So exactly. Why, and, and, and when he was a Spurs manager saying, I would never manage Arsenal. Like, he said he'd like, rather go to Argentina and, and work on his farm or whatever. So Exactly. So... <laughs> So I, I can't. And, and I, yet, I, and yet, Arsenal fans are still saying, "Oh, Pochettino, Pochettino." Because what what the difference is? Because they believe they believe that they're still the bigger club when they're not. They believe that they can at will attract anybody from Tottenham because of what Sol Campbell did. And the the outlier here is that Sol Campbell was a has proved to be an utter utter scumbag weirdo. Yeah. Right. But Pochettino doesn't appear that way to be and like you say at the very beginning of this question if he does if he decides to join Arsenal which there is no part of me that believes he would Mm. then what there's nothing there's literally nothing left there's nothing to hold on to other than the the badge on the shirt yeah no you you don't have to repeat no 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 no, exactly and 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 from his perspective um you know, if United wanted him and Madrid wanted him, um, and maybe Bayern Munich are still without a, a, a manager, a, yeah. yeah although a, a although they've said that they think they're going to stay with their manager to the end of the season, but yeah. Well, the thing is, Poch might have to do that anyway because, again, this is just rumours. For him to get his full payout from Tottenham, he has to stay out of uh, a job. Yeah, but uh, you can understand. The... You could you could understand if twelve point five million pound is to believe that Arsenal could easily pay. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, I think most clubs that would go after him would would be able to course, yeah. to sort him out. <laughs> but um, surely there's bigger fish to, to fry for for him. Like there's, 
you might wait to see what happens with other clubs on the continent. He has so many opportunities. Yeah, the why he rush? Doesn't, he, well, he doesn't have to sully his character and, and, and all of the good standing that he's created amongst fo- mm. not only Spurs fans, but amongst the f- football fraternity. He doesn't have to do that by joining Arsenal. Like, Ars- like if, if Arsenal were Man City and they were running football in England, it albeit you know they they are looking quite a little bit kind of flaky this season. But if they if Arsenal were Man City, you'd understand it from Pochettino's perspective because mm. he signs a contract with them worth ten million pound a year. Um, if he has a good season, then another increase in his contract that with a signing on bonus would easily equal what his compensation power was at Spurs. But Arsenal aren't that. Arsenal are a club who doesn't have the infrastructure of Tottenham, does not have the match day revenue of Tottenham, does not have the draw of Tottenham. And we know this because Mourinho turned down Arsenal yeah. to join Tottenham. And that yeah. was another one of our, our questions. Is Arsenal were apparently in contract with Mourinho, uh, contact with Mourinho about him taking over a, a few weeks ago. And they made an offer and he turned it down to join Tottenham. So why would Pochettino then do that? <laughs> well, there you go. That pretty much sums it up. Yeah. It, it, it sums up the, the 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 fact that because of the new stadium and the, the training facilities and just the, the the reputation we have at the moment of getting to the Champions League final, it's just a a better prospect. And, and Levy people, must have made an impression as well. People, people, to, people need to get to, to realise that we are a massive, massive football club now. Like not, like we were always a big football club because of the work we'd done in the 80s and, and you know, you know the trophies were won, you know, albeit free in, in 30 years. But we're now a massive football club. Mm. And if, if Mourinho has the choice between going to manage Arsenal down the road and going to manage Tottenham, then there's only one real choice. Plus, we've got Amazon. Oh, God, I forgot about that. Fuck. <laughs> Do you know, he apparently he was he wanted to be mic'd up to walk into the, um, the referee's room. Yeah, I heard. <laughs> heard about that. Yeah, I, I wonder if, if that is in any way a distraction as well to, to just managing Spurs, whether he has to put on a bit of an act... I think that was part of the pill. Mm. Anyway, before it, we move... I, yeah, go on, go on, go, go on. No, 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 you go. No, I was just going to say, for Mourinho's ego, it's the, it, you're right, it probably is really attractive for him to, to kind of showcase uh, his reinvention. He's just, he must be that confident he's going to get it right at Tottenham. So. Yeah, definitely. Um, before we move on to uh, a couple more points and then questions from the Fine Court listeners... Uh, Fighting Cock is sponsored by Fansbet. Uh, Fansbet is a company that gives half of its profits back to fan causes. Uh, if you're going to bet at football, then why not use Fansbet? Because why shouldn't half of your profits be given back to the fans that support the company and support good causes as well? So you can join up by going to fansbet.com. And when you do, make sure you select Fighting Cock in the drop down to ensure that we benefit from your sign up. Um, Jose Mourinho has uh, praised uh, has heaped massive praise on Ryan Sessegnon as he admits the Tottenham starlet can become as good as 
the Premier League's icon, Ashley Cole. Um, he did, did actually caveat that by saying that not at left back, that currently he's only good enough to play as a winger for Tottenham, but he's not quite ready to be a left back for Spurs. But he do, does believe in the potential that Ryan Sessegnon has. Wow. What do you That's make interesting that? that he say he's not good enough to play at left back. I think he he thinks like the left back role or that if we're going to persist with this system of playing free at the back and Aurier as a right midfield slash yeah winger, okay yeah that that Sessegnon isn't the right player for that but right now he could be a uh, a winger for Spurs and maybe it's a bit more like, like Ben Davies is perfect for that role and I I actually think that Vertonghen's perfect for that role as a mm. sort of makeshift left back slash. Uh, centre back in that back three especially as an older older like sort of yeah I mean, older he, player and, and Ryan is going forward you know if Mourinho can get the best out of him in in, in, in attacking with uh, intent then we see we've seen what he can do I, I know at the championship level but if he can translate a little bit of that that pace and and you know, to 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 the wing position, then it's yet another winger that we've got another another option. Um, yeah, but it, it's like it's a good thing though that that Mourinho's come out and addressed the situations with our signings because he's also talked about Lacelso and and Dombele saying that they're good signings for the football club mm. and that they're not quite ready for Premier League football. Like even and Dombele's apparently not quite ready for. Premier League football, but they are very good signings for the football club. That 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 might go some way to explaining why they haven't featured in his first two sides. You know, it's um... look. We know we know both players are quality, and 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 we also know that some some people said, oh, you know, have we made a mistake signing these players? They don't they they don't seem to. I know both have had injuries. The, the thing is, again, we, we kind of knew and pretended it wouldn't happen. That we, we thought these players would hit the ground running uh, because when we signed the, them during the summer, we almost, I get this impression that we almost forgot about off domestic form in the uh, previous season and that we would suddenly magically uh, be galvanised by these new players and we'd just, again, hit the ground running. But we didn't. And everyone struggled. They obviously struggled to bed in as well. The pace of the Premier League is completely different to what they're used to. But we know that they're both top draw footballers. And again, you've got Mourinho there. He, you know, he he. If there's one person that can that can keep them at a, a, a particular mental state, because it could be a tricky season for the two of them. At a frustrating season, waiting and, and, and bedding in, you know, you've got the right man there to guide them through it. And again, with Ryan, again, we signed him and he was injured, wasn't he? But having him at the club um, and, and, and actually hearing something about him, because I don't think we really heard that much from Poch, you know, like we did see Ryan in training and then he wouldn't be in the squad or he'd be on the bench. Um so it's good that he's talking up these players. You know, he even cited a youth player uh, today as well. And it's it, this is all good. Again, he's not doing anything wrong. It's a bit surreal. You know, he's saying all the right things. It's all very pro Tottenham, pro Tottenham supporters, 
pro Tottenham full stop, you know. And of course, he's going to come in and he's going to do what he's got to do. But he's not being disparaging. He's going to come I, in I, and sorry, he could have actually I, sit. Am I the only one that doesn't really give a shit whether he incorporates youth players or not? I, no, I don't well, what's the infatuation? He hasn't got a history for that either. Yeah, no, but I who know. Cares? Like, if, who gives a shit? <laughs> if they're good enough, yeah, they're fair enough. And, and I guess yeah. we're, we're, we're unsure like the, about whether the they're academy good enough, should, obviously. The academy, the academy should produce young players that are ready for the first team. But if mm. they're not, then just fucking buy our way out of the problem. We're yeah, a massive, no, yeah, we're, massive club. We're not yeah, fucking yeah. Fulham. We're not Everton. We're not. We're not players. That, uh, we're not clubs that need to rely on this. It'd be a great thing if they could, and and the club should invest in the youth development. But if they're not ready, if they're not able to partake, mm. then buy the fucking players that are. Mm. Just no, get I'm them in. Say, I'm, like, I'm not going to disagree. But if he's bringing up youth players, or if he's look, we know he has. He don't have to do erratic form. Yeah, but he 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 hasn't at Chelsea. There's the you know there's players that that, that have come through that he just or even players well, that he signed yeah, that De, were young. De Bruyne, that, yeah, De Bruyne uh, being the ultimate example of well Salah but, as well. Uh, yeah, not, but not from the youth products, but from young players that he bought. Yeah, uh, but but again, it's just that that whole youth thing. Um, but yeah, I, I, I guess he's say he's still saying the right things, but he hasn't come in and set himself. Uh, like safety blankets, where he's he's, he's criticised certain parts of the club, so that if he does fail, he can go. Well, I failed because of this. He's doing none of that. It is nothing negative with what with what he's saying. Everything that he's saying is just exactly what we want to hear. And I yeah. guess we're all we're all allowing it because it's nice, it's positive, it's something different, it's something new. But we want to see results, and we want to see him. We want to see a change on the pitch, and we've seen that already. Uh, yes, is he, he never not given results ever? He well, this is it. Serial winners, people love to hashtag. And, he, and I've, he, he, I've spoken to a few people on the podcast um, since his arrival. And would there be anything more Spursy than Jose Mourinho being unable to win the trophy at Tottenham? Oh well, no, that I mean that's That'll the fear. In that, that's that's the next <laughs> meme that's gonna <laughs> that's gonna drop that we broke Mourinho completely. But, yeah, um, if Tottenham Hotspur can break Mourinho, we know exactly what we got and we accept it. The fact that we're gonna be that club that we take legends and we destroy them. <laughs> and in a way, that's a trophy in itself, isn't it, mate? Yeah, of course. I'd stick it Mourinho's <laughs> head in the trophy cabinet. I'll have some of that. <laughs> exactly. All right, Spook. Been lovely talking to you, mate. Yeah, you too, mate.
Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.